Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and third-generation hybrids to that 6++ show. Uh, I am your host, Tom, and I'm very tired because I've actually had to do some work this week, which I'm not used to. Um, And I am joined tonight by someone I expect will be familiar to you um, and someone who has been the bane of the 6++ team every time they've encountered him on the tabletop so far. It is the one and only Innes Wilson. How are you doing, Innes? Hi Tom, thank you for having me. I'm not doing too bad. I'm uh, joining you in that I actually had to work this week, but not enjoying that. But, <laughs> it's rough, um, right? No, it's horrible. I don't recommend being an adult to anybody who has the option not to be. <laughs> um, and tonight we're going to be talking um, about about Gene Steeler Colts for our State of Play series. Um, and Innis, you are obviously one of the foremost sort of high, forces of hive mind players. Uh, in the world, really, at this stage, <laughs> you've been on a hell of a run uh, with the Tyranids and put some results in with the Gene the Colts as well. Do you want to tell people a little bit about your background um, in 40k and what you what you're currently working on and what you're currently doing? Because obviously, you do you do a whole ton of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I've done uh, everything on the side. I think I'm on like my fourth podcast now. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a graveyard <laughs> behind me. Um, yeah, so my name's Ennis. I am. Uh, one of the Scottish 40k community. Uh, I am the captain of the Scottish national team. Uh, I have been for the past three years now, which is weird to say. Um, I generally play in the UK. I've done WTC a few times. I'm hopefully going over to Taste Ravio. Uh, I got into 40k about 12, it's like 14 years ago now. Uh, wow, Jesus, yeah. that time flies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, a little over half my life, which I say to treat people out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, young one, that's good. So yeah, I've been uh, got into 40k through sort of like I went and looking for hero skate models. Um, <laughs> came out with an assault on black reach set in fifth edition. I was like, oh, I guess this is my life now, and I never really looked Fair back. Play to that salesman for turning, talking around, and getting making that work. <laughs> well, I actually what technically happened, I played a demo game and came back the next day for an assault on black reach, where because I my parents were like, he won't shut up about this, so <laughs> they were like, it'll shut him up for a while, and it did the opposite. Um, oh, but yeah, that the. Parents Parents, parents uh, learn that appeasement never works with uh, games. No, absolutely not. Never. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do not negotiate with child terrorists. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. No, exactly. Um, yeah, from there, I kind of I played off and on through high school, and then when I went to uni, I did the opposite thing people normally do, where they get out of at university. Yeah. They're too busy like doing uni stuff, and was like, all this uni stuff sucks, I need a hobby. <laughs> so I went and played 40k. Um, and then Double I just down. kind of stuck with it. I got into competitive play sort of the end of 2014. And I've been doing events ever since. Uh, took a year off for uh, the necessary requirement of uh, COVID, and that's been about it. Other than that, I've been averaging more than an event a month for five, six years. Amazing. Yeah, really, really good. And actually, it's a question I have, because obviously the whole time I've been aware of you, because I'm, I'm relatively new back into the game, you've been the, the Scotland captain. And I guess I'm curious, how long were you involved in the Scotland team before you made captain? So I played, I applied in 2016 was the first year I applied. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't make the team that year. Uh, and then I made it in 2017, couldn't play, had to and coach that year. I was broke as hell, would be the, the, <laughs> yeah. the easy way to say it. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't afford to fly, but the guys offered to fly me out and if I was coaching. So I did that, and then I played 2018, 2019, uh, vice-captain in 2018 when we came third. Took a year off to finish my uni in 2019. 2020 was the first year I was captain, which was the COVID year, which never happened. Yeah. So I was involved with the team for four years as either practice yeah. partner or player for, and then I've been the captain since and uh, won't somebody please take it off me 
You're waiting for someone to step up as a challenger. No, I'm, I'm begging for someone to please take this, begging, please take this shackle off my leg. <laughs> no, I love uh, all of you guys. I promise. Yeah, yeah, something no, like I, that. It's uh, it, yeah, it's quite. It's hard to imagine anyone else at the moment. But I'm, I'm sure it'll change at some point. But um, no, that's that's fantastic. And you are obviously I mean, one of the things I always I like about you. Obviously, you're you're, you're the first time I actually heard you was talking on the Honest War Game. I think you did a tier list on the Honest War Game, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because the thing I liked, there's a thing I always say is like, "There's nothing more egalitarian than like complete disrespect for literally everyone and everything." <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard you chat, I was like, "Oh, I just love it." Just like that, it's, there are no prisoners. Like it's absolutely, it goes for everyone. Like it goes for everyone, including himself. Like no mercy. Like just completely laying into the ridiculousness of the game and um and, and not afraid to sort of stir it up and you've got a you've got your own show that's i think doing really really well right um in stat check yeah so i'm uh, one fifth of stat check we are a almost i, I want to say we're a podcast but i feel like that's selling short like the guys behind the scenes who do all of our stat work yeah the, um, the so, number yeah. side's amazing yeah really the number amazing. side is so much, so much better than everything that we do <laughs> we come onto a show once and we can talk for like an hour hour and a half tops those guys do so much work um so yeah so we have a, a podcast which is a once weekly show and then we have our website which has our metadata dashboard we run a 40k elo we run a, a version of 40k elo that adjusts for your faction play so we prefer that one we run elo because people ask us about it if we don't uh, yeah. we have a blog where you do um, a meta report once a month, um, which started last month. So I, yeah. I'll call it once a month once I've done a second one. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until then, it's just a thing I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a, I've got a few things that were going to be series and ended up being just things I did. But we can we live in hope, right? You never know. Exactly. Well, I've I've already organized uh, I've organized the guests for this month, so I, oh, I, I feel like I'm obliged to uh, to do it now that I've told Vic I want him to. Uh, we told oh, Vic that he's coming nice. to help us. Yeah, no, that that would be excellent. No, that'd be very very good. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Snapchat, as you say, it's, it's got, it's got a bit of everything because it's got a really fun chat show element, you know, yourself and, and the other guys, um, Anthony and, um, you know, Nathan. You, yeah, Nathan, that's for that. You, you know, you're all, you're all very good fun to listen to, but there's a really, as you say, there's a real, a very well thought out and well built in statistical element underneath it. That's, that's really, really useful. And, you know, I think makes for very, very useful listening if you want to get better at 40 K and you want to understand the meta as well. And yeah. I've enjoyed the episodes a lot more since the meta stopped being absolute. Absolute arse. Yeah, no. we, <laughs> yeah. we weren't enjoying the episodes. It was no, terrible. It's really hard to find fun things to talk about when there's nothing fun to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. the, the core, the core conceit of the show is myself and Anthony are, I'm going to say high level 40k players, and I still oh, feel bad saying that, but I'm going to say it anyway because people will people won't let me not. Well, um, yeah. So when we talk about 40k, even if to me it sounds pretty dull and not sure, it generally tends to be pretty helpful for people. So I I'm just trying right. to lean into the talk more about 40k side, and then we were like, all right, cool. So those guys are assholes who are good at 40k. Let's pad it with substance, and we added stats, and was like, this is this is we can sell this like in general terms, <laughs> yeah. and that that's worked out pretty well so far. So we've yeah. been running for. About four months as ourselves, we ran for about six months as part of um, Best in Faction with the 4K Fight Club episode, uh, show. Um, so yeah, we're coming up for we're coming up for a year in February, so four yeah. months away. Yeah, fantastic. Careful. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a massive fan, and it's I've my new job. There's about on some days there's about an hour commute, and that show is, is a pretty much perfect slice. I, as, as an early morning, I need that kind of I need that lift, and it's quite it's been quite <laughs> good for that in the last few weeks. Um, so yeah, no, wonderful. Okay, well. Let's get into our state of play because obviously, yeah, you've been you've been absolutely slaying with Tyranids for quite a while, but you're also, you know, a very well known sort of gene stealer cult aficionado and player as well. So yeah. I thought it'd be fun to get you on to chat about them because they're they're in an interesting spot these days. They they've sort of started to creep back into 
back into viewing tournaments and back into a few top placings and a, a few things sort of breaking through since the WTC. Um, that means it's there's a conversation to be had. There, you know, there's there's some stuff being tried, and and for someone Absolutely who someone who plays GC the Culture but has never quite managed to make it, well, <laughs> I guess maybe I'm hoping I can steal some ideas here. Hey, absolutely. Um, so, but we'll start with we'll start with the basics. So let's let's have your GSC origin story. What how did how did you get to play them in the sure. first place? So I'll do my origin story, and then I've got a, a nice little anecdote that will explain where Gene Circle are in the meta right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, I got to Gene Circle with, as I'm assuming most players did, with Death One, who played them who played them for a while with the Death Watch Overkill box set that came out yep. in seventh edition. Um, so that was like a, it was the introduction of Death Watch and Gene Circle to the game. Uh, I played Terranids uh, at the time. They were allies of convenience, which meant you could ally them with Terranids and you could like join each other's squads and stuff like that. So I went, cool, they have access to invisibility, which was a spell that was insanely busted defensively. And I went, <laughs> right, cool. So I'm buying them so I can stick that on squads. Uh, and then, so I did that and they were, it was terrible. You definitely did not want to do that. And then the book came out. <laughs> Um, which gave you um, all of the really, really cool stuff, like going back into reserve and dropping in and dropping out. Like you could go back into reserve, you got models back, and it's super yeah. complicated. Like you had to have like an organizer box for all your little squads of 10 dudes. And I went, that costs way too much money. <laughs> didn't play it. <laughs> um, so I didn't really play Gene Circle through 8th edition, I, or through 7th edition. When the 8th edition index dropped, I picked up like the Tooth and Claw box that had the Aberrants and like, I mixed yes, them in with Terranids and stuff like that. Came out, right. um, yeah, so the, the Aberrants already existed, but they got the other weapon options and they right. got the the, st- the stop sign guy who was oh, my yeah, absolute hero and yeah. oh, <laughs> love love me some stop signs it's disgusting what they've done to them in the corridor yeah thing. no it's completely in the wilderness right now but such such a cool model though. um so yeah i got into them properly with the eighth edition codex so i picked up um i picked up a bunch of stuff i played a few gts with um i, I the first uh the first five round event i ever scored 100 wtc points in was with gene circle oh, right amazing. before my list went up 450 points uh, <laughs> <laughs> like literally they played it one weekend the next weekend they were like all right everything in that list up it technically yeah, went up they, five thousand points because really that was, got, the, they that was when they misprinted neophytes <laughs> they put the neophyte up to five to 55 points a model from five <laughs> Um, that was that. So my list technically went up four thousand points or something stupid like that. But the actual <laughs> list went up like four hundred fifty points. And then I kind of put them aside for a bit. I took them to WTC in twenty eighteen. I played them with Terranids, so I had um or twenty nineteen. Yeah. Sorry, I had uh, Terranids, Kraken, late eighteen Gene Steelers, and then like the mix and match of the characters from Gene Circles. Uh, I really enjoyed that list. I played something like ten tournaments straight with that list. It was I was very very comfortable with it. Um, mm-hmm. And then. In ninth edition, the start, the start of the edition didn't really happen. Um, I played yeah. them a little bit on and off, just like kind of in practice. I tried like core turn lists. It just wasn't really anything I enjoyed. The book came out, um, and then I was like, okay, I'll update my collection. It kind of just been stored in a box, used for soup whenever I needed it. So I picked up the five trucks that I needed and <laughs> metamorphs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I took it to a GT, which I managed to win. Um, because of good old WTC scoring, I lost to Tau 11-9, uh, but, went, <laughs> but scored the most points in the tournament, so I won the tournament anyway. Uh, uh, nice. Blood of Kittens still nice. has me listed as coming second in the tournament, which is a goddamn yeah. lie. Uh, <laughs> Tau at that time were horrific for GSC as well. So like I have a, my so heartbreak story about that one. Um, I almost killed a full squad, of, full 500-point squad of Crisis Suits in reserve, so I fully blocked them turn two, and then turn three, Onvar's bodyguard killed the last bike, and they got to do, oh. they got to drop in in like a two inch gap. Oh, outrageous! <laughs> it was like there was there was a, a tiny chance Nearly I could get it with like a, 12, yeah. like a twelve inch no no like after that there was like a twelve inch charge 
with Gene Steelers, if I had hit it, I think I rolled like a 10, and I was a couple of inches off the consolidation. But the devil, but I also killed the devil push, and it blew up and killed five Gene Steelers. So that didn't work either. <laughs> so it was just like heartbreak after heartbreak in that game. Uh, but that was really good. Um, my, my fun anecdote for where Gene Steeler Cult lay, lie this edition. Gene Steeler Cult won a GT the weekend they dropped, which was played by TJ Lanigan playing Twisted Helix. Yep. They won two GTs the next weekend. One was the Twisted Helix list that I played. One was a, I want to say, hybrid uh, mixed cults list played by Nick mm-hmm. Nanavati in the States. And then they didn't win another event until the WTC. <laughs> Six months yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. They really, they really weren't getting a look in, were they? Like, it was, um, as far as events goes, it just yeah. wasn't happening. Like, yeah, and the, the, fir- the first one they've gotten since then, uh, Eric Lathurus then won a major with them the next, yes. the, the, like, other week after. And that's, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, I think no, he exactly. might have won another. They've won four, four, maybe five now GTs mm-hmm. total this edition with a new book that came out the same weekend as Custodes. Remember Custodes? Remember how oh, good they were? Oh, yeah. There were a whole bunch of other books that came out that, and everyone was just like, yeah, we're going oh, yeah, to go and play these. Gene Steeler Cult popped up. There were a few like uh, showcase videos of them just bouncing off Custodes and then everyone just kind of forgot um and so that i mean that for me has been one of the interesting things like they've just they they've not they're never that highly represented or played anyway right even even when even when they're good because it's it's a relatively new range it's quite expensive and it's a fiddly army to play but it was just one of those cases where certainly it was i was i'd been playing them a little bit um in the sort of year or two before the new book and when that came i was like you know this is this reads really well like it's exciting there's some fun rules it's got endless sort of jank and, and weirdness going on in it but then actually when you get it on the tabletop, I was really struggling to make it sort of translate, especially in the era of books that were coming through in that yeah. time of night, which was just people just chucking one mental book out on us <laughs> at, a, at a time, right? And it wasn't one of those, um, which I think was why it went under the radar for so long. But obviously, yeah, Eric and then and then yourself and others have obviously demonstrated recently that there is there are builds in there right now that can have a say in this current meta. So, I mean, let's let's talk about that. Let's think about, where do you? Why do you think they've reappeared? What What's the place sure. for Gene Steeler Cult right now so in the current meta? We can talk a little bit first about why the builds that we were playing don't work, which is like the Twisted Helix melee builds, <laughs> yeah. and then also like we saw a little bit of Myriad Cult stuff with like the Industrial yeah. Affinity, but yeah. a lot of people leaning on like Impassion for plus one to hit, which is one of the other custom traits you can take. Yes, the sort of melee combo. The, yeah. the biggest thing that we noticed from playing Gene Cults is that everybody wants to play it as a melee army, and everything in the book seems like it's set up to not work for a melee army but all your good data sheets all your good data sheets are melee armies so all of the uh, almost all of the good the cool and interesting um pre-game upgrades like the prepared plannings or whatever they're called yeah are like pre-game move plus attack when you charge yeah three to six charge at a deep strike um they're all really cool and then you realize you're buffing guardsmen with them and guardsmen <laughs> don't survive combat doesn't really matter what you charge. No. I lose. I lose gene stealers to rhinos regularly. Yeah. Like it just happens. It's just so true. Um, so the army is very powerful defensively on turn one. You have blips, which are probably the the best alpha strike protection of the game. You yeah, literally can't be you can't be bombed turn one if you don't want to be. If you go second, uh, yeah. which means you almost always get a chance to respond to planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you almost always can't be alpha struck by charging. You can't be yep. redeployed onto. Um, because the blip stops any movement through or within nine of it. Um, and you Which get huge. Like Just 15 huge. of them in yeah. your deployment zone if you really want them. Yeah. Uh, you can move them. You can have two up to two fake ones if you really need to with um, from every angle. And the 
uh, Gene Star Cult, the Gene Star Perfect Plan, yeah. the they came from below, you can either yeah, like move yeah. them backwards or they can just run, jump back into reserve from every angle unless you go back into strat reserve and have an empty blip. Um, so you have such amazing turmoil protection, but the list really wants you to go because you have pregame moves, you have the bikes that pregame move, you have the Gene Stars that pregame move, you get to choose where all your lines are so you get to set up your transports to be directly across the thing you want to charge, to jump out, advance, charge, and hit them with your AP2 strength 4 mm. attacks or maybe strength 5 <laughs> if you're playing Helix. And it's just <laughs> not quite good enough it works no. as a support piece but as the main focus of the army you really have to start splashing onto heavy weapons so the uh my, the rock drills the, the mortal yeah. wounds on sixes are an insanely powerful weapon even yeah, in, the car, in the current meta they are into, oh, <laughs> nobody yeah when you tell somebody i've rolled three sixes to hit so that's six mortal wounds and ten all wounds yeah, yeah, four, yeah, yeah um your turn every time you have to uh, every game i have to explain it literally every time i do it it's like no no just wounds just wounds it's, it's just, just it's, hit, it's, wounds, hit, right? it's wounded that's how it works and they're just like what uh, having... you play against uh, or you play <laughs> Impassioned Affinity, Impassioned and Industrial Affinity for um, ignore modifiers and plus one to hit on your uh, so, yeah. rock cards, so your, your AP4 flat damage three. It yeah. feels so good until you yeah. miss a charge for <laughs> yeah. any reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then you're just stuck because, yes, you get to deep strike eight away. You can generally get plus one to charge from an icon ward if you set up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sevens from Reserve are not super reliable. You only get one super <laughs> reroll. So. Yeah. What and you're talking about units that literally just die, right? As yeah, soon as exactly. As soon as they're you can't out, they live die. on the board. So you either play <laughs> no. out of transports, and as we've what we found is that generally the board's getting denser in ninth edition has meant that getting transports off the board for melee units or for more than one melee unit is really difficult. So yeah. you'll see like a single bloody rose rhino, or you'll see a couple of Sagittars or land fortresses in Votan, or mm. you know people run one transport because they can put it in the best place to deploy, and then everything else. You know, you can move around, but if you try to move like three rock grind, like three rock grinders, three trucks on the board, it's incredibly difficult, especially if you're running bikes as well, which want to use those spaces as well. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to play transport based armies on like UKTC or WTC boards. I don't know, oh, yeah. I don't really know how the GW open boards are. Um, I couldn't comment. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, Rhino's. I feel like I'm, I used to see them a lot, and now I see them a lot less, and I, don't, I kind of think that might be because terrain has generally gone denser in 40k recently. Yeah, I think so. As you say, you can you can usually like nestle one or two in, but only, there's only ever going to be sort of a, a spot to hide like one in, in a place that's valid in terms of actually yeah, projecting exactly. threat, right? Which is what you want to do with Even it. running you know, like no... the um, like the, the rock grinders in the list I'm running now, which runs three rock grinders and three squads of five acolytes in them, um, yeah. the third one almost always goes somewhere garbage. And that's yeah, with oh, me completely. being able to literally choose where I deploy them. Like I get yeah. to put a blip so that it's on I, I can go on either side of the wall because the yeah. the rock runner comes out within an inch of it and it can come out oh, that's, in a nice that's position nice. or a safe I'll write position. that down. That's my first good tip of the day. Here we go. Blips <laughs> either side of wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you put the blip so that the center is wholly within one yeah, inch of course, the edge, of you can come out on either side of it, yeah, which when so you're, you're deploying trucks is insanely valuable because yeah, that can really be like good. 15 inches of movement. Yes. Um, so yeah, I would definitely consider that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> Especially really the UKTC nice. boards. You could like, put them either side of the big L. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, um, that's really smart. But yeah, even, like even with that, you run out of places to put them that are relevant if you're trying to yeah, place oh, definitely, there. Definitely. So what that comes back around to is, you remember Crossfire? Yeah, uh, that, that mechanic <laughs> gives you like plus one to hit and wound. Do you remember yeah. like Chaos Space Marines are just spending CP on that? And yeah, yeah. what if we just lent into that bit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so the the mad genius himself, Eric Lathras, went, hmm, this 
plus one to hit and wound seems good. What if I just <laughs> went for ignoring modifiers on all my guns and then took three garbage bin traits that make me tanky? So you take uh, ignore <laughs> modifiers on your guns, which should probably be a three, probably it's, be a three yeah, point it's, it's trait. easily a two or three point trait, and they've given I would it make away it, for one. If you wanted to nerf Insta Cult, which you shouldn't, you should make it two. No, um, no nerfs. Probably three if you wanted to actually make a difference. Yeah. Uh, then you run industrial uh, so you run accustomed to toil which gives you can't be wounded on twos which mm-hmm. on a horde army it's not amazing but you definitely notice it and it makes you never have to tell your opponent your toughness you just tell them threes no that's uh, it. it it does add up yeah i so i've run that for the first time in the last couple of weeks and yeah it does it definitely adds yeah. up it's just just it's just that, that, little, that bit. little bit of edge off of the efficiency um, yeah, yeah it just it means units live where they shouldn't it takes a little bit more to kill something than the people want yeah. to uh it keeps your character randomly alive sometimes um <laughs> No, nothing funnier than somebody trying to like, all right, I'll just punch your Calamorph. And you're like, all right, so he's stood next to 20 Neophytes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just doesn't die. And then he falls back no. and shoots. Um, and then we, so then on top of that, we run War Convoy, which gives your vehicles and um, bike models gain a six plus to ignore wounds, mm-hmm. which again, when, when it's, it's not a big buff, but it's another marginal durability yeah. increase on top of that camp of twos. And then finally, you have basically dealer's choice. You can either run Cold Eyed Killers or you can run the garbage one, but Cold Eye Killers isn't really good either. Uh, so Cold yeah. Eye Killers is on sixes to wound in melee, you gain additional AP. We run that because it kind of helps Gene Stealers. They get to AP4. Yeah, um, which it. means it's all right on some of like, the melee. You, you can punch things like an Armager. If you're not yeah. playing Marines, it gets you your Jackals and your, your Neophytes. If they randomly end up in combat, can spike a six and punch <laughs> a wound or two through. Against Knights, it's actually kind of nice because you just become AP1, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we take that. The other option is you can take plus one to pile in the consolidation. Uh, and if you were playing a Psyker, you could take um, reroll ones and twos to cast, which yeah. if you were taking a Psyker is what you would take. Um, so yeah, so that's the kind of the core concept is what if we just took all of the shooting stuff that's pretty good. Yeah, and which the book definitely the wanted us to of, use, right? The book yeah, was exactly. really leading you there. Like. <laughs> yeah, the, the book, what it feels like the book was trying to lead you to was you use the shooting to set up for your melee because there's a lot of really cool melee stratagems based on Crossfire, like yeah. um, Fight Last, Can't Overwatch, Can't Heroically Intervene. Uh, we use Can't Heroically Intervene a, a lot. Uh, that yeah, stratagem, that's that is so good right now. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah, especially when you're able to apply it automatically with the Nexos and the Sanctus. You can just yeah. characters anywhere. Just stop the yeah. Heroically Sanguinary Guard. It makes playing the primary game really really easy for this Massive. army yeah, yeah so the the core concept is that you have like the very best of the combat units in the army so rock grinders and gene sealers and then you run a couple of other random combat units. So you have a couple of squads of acolytes because they are cheaper than five ten man nail fight squads they fit in rock grinders and they they can punch it's like 16 ap2 attacks which yeah, is not too bad. you take it yeah. um and then finally we go all in on the best of the shooting elements. So the version that I'm, I've been playing is three rock rangers with seismic cannons, three full squads of jackalites, jackal, jackalites, yeah. jackals <laughs> with yeah. um, with two of the flamers and then two demolition charges in each squad. One squad has one for points considerations. Uh, I think Eric's bump was up to threes with the change to me. We'll talk about Eric's updates to the list later on, but this <laughs> yeah. is what I've been playing, so it's what I'm comfortable talking with. Yeah, and then sure. two squads of neophytes with shotguns and four seismic cannons. Yeah. Uh, and those, and then there's uh, the version I've been playing is one squad of hand, one squad of uh, seven hand flamers with an eight oh, nice. sergeant, yeah. um, and that squad gets perfect ambush. So it's another way to set up crossfire because you drop in, you pop perfect ambush for plus one to hit and win on a target. Your flamers, you're guaranteed the five auto hits to then give it an actual crossfire token, so that you, yeah. your other stuff can then shoot as well. So between the nexus, the sanctus who auto hits, uh, nexus applies a token automatically, and the flamers, you have three guaranteed crossfire tokens. Yeah, which um, is really nice. and then if anything else hits, you can get them on top of that. After that, we add in the characters, so we have a 
an Acolyte Icon Ward, who is probably the most important model on the list, mm-hmm. and a Primus, just because um, the Psychers are super expensive, not super reliable, and close you to yeah, a Yeah, I agree. Um, I find I end up just spending CP buffing, their, putting their blessings around the board, and then yeah. it's just CP is very precious already. There is definitely a consideration for running a Magus for Psychic Stimulus. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's the only way to get access to fallback and shoot on Neophytes. Yeah. But you can. We'll talk about Neophytes later, about the <laughs> sheer degree of chank you can do with that squad. Um, I think that that's probably the most interesting part of the army to talk about. So, mm. um, And then you add in three of the support characters you have. A Clam of, uh, not Clam of us, a Calamorph, a Sanctus, and a Nexos. Um, yeah. ne- Sanctus gets Warm Suit, or Sanctus doesn't get a Relic. The Nexos gets the um, 5 of CP regen and use the Pass Auras around ability twice per turn. And the Nexos, and the Calamorph gets uh, Warm Suit rounds. And those are the only two CP you spend on the list, is those two Relics. You don't take a World Trait, you take nothing else. Yeah, no traits, sadly. No, none, of them, none of them pass my So bad. Yeah, <laughs> not worth it. You would. Maybe if I could put it on the Calamorph, I would take Shadowstalker um, for not uh, for being able to move him. But the um, elite characters can't have Warlord traits, so uh, if, I, if yeah. I could have the Calamorph able to run away when Just he was charged, run away when charged, I would, that would be absolutely so run that every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But that's the only, the only one I would really consider. Yeah, uh, you yeah. could take Heroic Intervention on the Primus, uh, which you can bubble around, uh, but there's just nothing really worth Heroic Interventioning with in the list, so no. just kind of don't bother. So yeah, that that's the core of the list. the The idea of it is. Everybody thinks they know how hard it shoots. <laughs> and everybody's wrong. And I, I'm i going to be honest, that includes me, because I think I know how hard it shoots, and then I'm constantly over and underwhelmed by it simultaneously. Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, the, way, the way that I've described it is that, on average, your army is going to do exactly average damage. Because you're generally hitting on like threes you're rolling ones, yeah, a plus one to wound. Consistent. One of your squads has got real ones to hit. You've got sixes auto wound for one squad. You've got damage three on your seismic cannons and all this cool stuff. So you can do so many strategies. And but you've got the flamer squad, the three squads of bikes, the three rock grinders, the calamorph, the sanctus, and the two big squads of uh, acolytes or um, neophytes, which is generally on your go turn, which is turn two when you deep strike in. Yeah. Um, you will, on average, across all of that, do just about average damage. The problem <laughs> is. You have absolutely no effing control at all. <laughs> which units high roll and which units low roll? <laughs> and it's it's insanely yeah. frustrating for that, since that's the thing I found most about it, is that if you plan it out perfectly, you can do disgusting damage with this list. If everything yeah. rolls if everything rolls close to average or only rolls yeah, a yeah. little bit, only overrolls a little bit, if you can so like you can set it up so You've got three units going into the one unit at the top, three units of the unit at the back, three units over there. But the problem is, the way that the army plays, it's all used, always very isolated in pockets. Yes. Because yeah, it's all pretty yeah. short-ranged, it's all kind of off of its own. So if you yeah. have a unit at the bottom right that massively overperforms, and then the unit at the top left massively <laughs> underperforms, you don't have any like yeah, recompense. It's, it's you, not you always no very connected up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I found that at LGT in a couple of games, so... I had a really, really tough game against Necrons uh, in round one and three, but round three mm. specifically, where the guy had two squads of seven destroyers, which are horrifying for Gene Circle, and then a yeah. squad of race in the midboard and a squad of race at the top left. And I'm sitting there, and I get a bit of paper out and start planning what, where I'm physically putting <laughs> the, models. The big turn, and I'm yeah. like, I need to kill these destroyers, tag these destroyers, kill those wraiths, kill those wraiths. The Silent King is wrapping a jackal in the midboard, so I get to at least ignore him. Not for not for lack of desire, but for lack of capacity. Um, and it just... And then I low-rolled by one destroyer at the top right of the board. 
um, and one wraith in the midboard. And I, I I will roll on the top left as well, but I mm. recovered that by charging, and that's fine. Like you've got recovery options. Like the Kraliaths are good at shooting and charging. You can spend. Yeah. You can throw good CP after bad if you want to with this army as well. Um, there's lots of ways to buff up the jackals in shooting and combat. Like you can throw a demo charge in combat, make it fast at shots, hope for mm. the best. Like there's lots of things you can do. It just oh, yeah. never feels good. Um, but yeah, it was just like a slight roll roll, and then it's Necrons. They close the door on you, unfortunately. Um, so that that's been my my biggest issue with it is that the mental load is real the because it's very oh, compl- it really it's, is. it's a fairly complicated army to play it's yeah that's that second probably turn the is most complicated a huge army amount of admin like it's just a massive yeah. amount of thinking um, like, yeah because you're dealing with do you eight inch deep strike do you six inch deep strike where's your yeah. unit going to three inch deep strike do you need to use three inch deep strike where do you deny primary do you need to deny primary yeah um, because you have so many diverging paths and every path impinges on the one next to it. So yeah. if I don't put if I don't use the lion weight to steal that objective, where do they go instead? And if I do do that, yeah. where does that where do I have to put the other damage? And how do I set up crossfire angles? And how do I keep a crossfire angle if I kill stuff? Because oh, if yeah. I if I, I only kill like it, yeah. if I kill like half a squad, can they pull casualty so that the second squad shooting them now no longer gets crossfire because I can't pull an angle? Yeah. Where can yeah. I set up this from? Um you feel like a mad genius when it works. Yeah. And you feel like an idiot when it doesn't. That's uh, very much the very, because ultimately <laughs> There's always going to be dice variants. Like you can't account for everything. You will sometimes you're you're like okay, so I'll start the chain by the rock grinder throwing three shots with the CP reroll, and if it hits any of its damage, two shots, or I'll fire six shots, and you'll just miss them. And it's like <laughs> all right, cool. So I've now lost my crossfire chain. I've now got to spend another unit to get that. And the yeah, crossfire yeah. chain is very important because the bikes get automatic exposed if they're within six or something, as long yeah. as it already has a crossfire token on it. Yeah. So you've got to start crossfire chains for your. You've got to get them going for your acolytes. You can spend CP to make it, but you don't want to spend CP to do it. So yeah. you've got to chase the angles all sorts of places. Uh, it's also important to remember that units that don't have crossfire don't trigger that for you. So the non-Kelomorph and Sanctus characters don't give you crossfire, and neither yeah. do the Gene Stealers. The Gene Stealers are usually very deep in your opponent's deployment zone if they're still alive on turn two, <laughs> yeah. uh, which means that they're not triggered crossfire for you, so you need to be careful to not give them. I recommend for anybody playing this army, get a line laser pointer. Oh yeah, you um, definitely need yeah, it for the I, angles. You, you definitely just want to want to get one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, firing sequences is super important. It, I don't know. It feels like you're kind of tooting your own horn when you try to explain to somebody how hard King's <laughs> Circle is, because they don't really see you doing that. They just see you dropped in, deleted all their stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And once you get to like a capacity where you're playing it, like the hard turns become less and less common. You just kind of instinctively get it, or mm-hmm. you know when you don't have to like, maximize damage out, but you can just get good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. And knowing when to call it an eighty percent good plan is part of the skill and the timing of that because you don't mm-hmm. want to clock out. Um, yeah, that's always my biggest fear with them. It's, it's the main reason I've stayed away from GTs with them so far is I just I just don't back myself to consistently get yeah, through games fair. in that time at the moment. Um, and then the other thing after that is that your go turn is super damaging. So the the amount of damage I put that army kicks out is insane. And the it reason it's really good in the current meta is it, it almost feels facetious to say, but you're not wasting any efficiency on your guns because in the meta right now, or as it was before the balance density, there was a lot of transhuman, a lot mm-hmm. of minus one to hit, a lot of uh, minus one AP, all these kinds of things. So you're like you're you're being defensive by nullifying your opponent's characteristics, and that's how you stay defensive because your opponent's paying points for you know an AP three gun, you drop a AP two, you're in cover, you're on a one up save. Gene Stiller Cults, as a subtotal list, don't have AP, don't care about hit modifiers, <laughs> are plus one to wound, but strength four, so transhuman yeah. doesn't matter because they're probably yeah, wounding yeah. on fives or fours anyway, and ignore cover. So all the things that people are using as defensive tools right now just don't matter. Mm. If you shoot a Leviathan Territive Warrior, 
it's exactly the same as shooting against a Terra Warrior from the fifth ed, from the seventh ed codex. Like yeah, it just yeah. doesn't matter. None of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like sure, you got a five of horrible save. Good, I'm shooting you with an auto gun. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got I got sixty four auto gun shots. They wound on five. They wound on four. Some plus one to wound, and thirty two of them have auto hits. Take four territory warriors off, yeah, and yeah. you would table terror like Leviathan Terrorids at peak with this list. I have t- I've twenty nailed them in mm. WC scoring. Like you get fifty one points off them. Um, I watched Eric or the story that was going around from um, WC was Eric played the Greek Terrorids player who was playing twenty seven Leviathan warriors. And the guy goes to his captain's like, I think this is an easy matchup. And then at the end of turn two, he gets back and I said, I lost 20 of my 27 turn of warriors. I don't know what happened either. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that that does just happen. Um, yeah. I've, I lost 20, all 30 bikes on turn two against a turn player uh, and then killed all 18 warriors back. Wow. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, no, I lost half my army and I still I still had enough damage I put in the tank to kill two squads yeah. of turn of warriors. And yeah, a lot of that's because you can you can chase down the squads that aren't fully buffed. You go around the squad that has the five women, all the five women full of pain, and all that stuff, right? You have because yeah. you're a very fast army, you can do that. But it's it's insane. People just don't it's like. People look at it and they're like, "Oh, so you don't like? I'm playing Necrons. You probably don't kill stuff." And I'm like, "No, no." So on average, I can kill the Silent King and the Squad of Destroyers and the Squad of Wraiths, and then I'll start <laughs> charging stuff. And then they look at it and they're like, "How?" And then you roll it, and then they're like, "Oh, so this was like, oh, the Silent King lived on two wounds, and that was oh, you rolled a below average there." Uh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the main combo is the Nexos sets up um, on in reserve. Usually, the Primus starts on the board. The Nexos drops in next to the Primus and says, "Those two units of acolytes now are are two, uh, neophytes are treated as being in range of him." So you get the two units of acolytes from reserve. Uh, get ones. You can also yeah. start the Primus in reserve and drop him in, but then you have to drop him in where the where the neophytes are because yeah, he, he can I use see. his abilities when he sets up. But the Nexos. Yeah. Uh, but if you drop the Nexus, the Nexus can be further yeah. back. That's the Nexus can Wi-Fi smart. it. It's another one um, but that does mean that means you don't get the rural ones to wound because the Primus won't have been in range in the command phase. So that yeah. generally goes on bikes. Um, yeah. So you generally have bikes getting rural ones to wound. They use it quite well as well because you're chucking demo charges. Oh, they absolutely it's, do with the demo charges, yeah. Um, so you get rural ones to hit. One squad will pop probably one or two stratagems. You'll use plus one damage on your seismic, on your seismic, seismic cannons, weapons, yeah. which either pushes your the small seismic cannon to... Six shots at strength four, AP one, damage two, plus one to hit when you're doing recover. Or the big one goes to six shot or three shots at strength six, AP two, damage three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have mortal wounds on once to hit. You get to reroll that, and you don't have to do the mortal wound on the gun. You can take it on anybody. So we generally like it's completely negligible. Um, from there, you are just sinking damage. But you can also do six to auto wound, and you can yep. do um, if you're not within, if you don't have a crossfire token on, you can spend two CP to yeah, give. You can just get one seismic one. weapons crossfire. It yeah. doesn't affect the guns. It doesn't affect mm. the shotguns. But um, from there, you're then kicking out either twenty four damage two shots or twelve damage three shots and yeah. thirty two shotgun shots with ignore cover plus one to hit and wound. So against most stuff, threes, threes and fours or threes and threes, depending on what it is, they're taking saves, but they're taking a lot of them. Uh, and that unit is only 180, 180 or 200 points, depending on what upgrades you have on it. Yeah. Um, that unit kicks out a lot of damage output, and then the bikes are another two bolt pistol shots each, uh, and then two flamers and a demo charge, uh, yeah. and then you've got 30 of those. The rock grinders are chucking out bigger, slightly better strength and AP and damage yeah, versions of the nice small guns. guns. Uh, you yeah. can also pop plus one damage on them. You've got the flamer squad, you've got the characters. Kellermorphs are disgusting still. Um, the <laughs> flat, the... Three shots at strength six minus three damage three with plus one to hit and wound, so they generally it's don't mind. Just beautiful. Um, yeah. The fun trick with the fun, fun trick with them, um, the trucks all run demolition charges, so they can throw a basically a battle cannon uh, if there's something embarked in them. Mm. So Kalimorph disembarks from one truck, shoots, yeah. and then embarks into a different truck that's closer, so that one can chuck its guns because the Kalimorph <laughs> can move. So you can have like 
but you can you can't quite sequence it. So like you jump, you shoot one, jump out with a the Kelomorph, then shoot again, then jump back into another one because you have yeah. to disembark in the movement phase. But the Kelomorph can re-embark into a different truck than the Gauntlet. Yeah, nice. So if you have like one that's jumped forward with its acolytes, one that's got its acolytes and its Kelomorph still inside it, because the Kelomorph usually starts in the truck. For me, at least, I don't know how Eric was mm-hmm. playing that. Um, he can then disembark, and then you've got if you're within like 15 inches of the other truck, you can jump into it. Um, Kelomorphs are so much fun. Uh, yeah, I, I you can kind of fall into the trap of you want to use them for like deep strike charges and tagging things because they can deep strike in AOA move six tag stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's so much more fun to just play them at the edges, um, and they are a lot of your damage output. So yeah, and be, being able to get back in trucks and the like is is nice as well for just keeping him out of harm's way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, keeping him out of harm's way. It, it's Fire and fade, right? So everybody, yeah. you can do so much broken stuff with fire and fade. Uh, and then the final, the far, far, remember all that durability we were talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, so there's this guy called an Acolyte Icon Ward. Oh, um, yeah. He does this action thing. If he doesn't advance, he can like plant a flag and you get plus one to charge. You should probably do that most times he doesn't advance. But the real secret sauce is in the command phase. If you're within six of him, you just get D3 models back or D6 you if you're neophytes. Yeah. So bikes are two in models that are minus one to hit at all times. In this list, can't be one run threes, have a six of field of pain. Uh, they fall back, shoot, and charge for free. They have decent guns. Their guns are also pistols, so if you do end up trapped in combat, you can still shoot them. Um, they run demo charges, which they can throw in combat. They can make them flat six shots. They can make them damage three. Um, the flamers are also affected by the plus one damage stratagem, so the, the flamers become damage two. Yes, yes, it's very nice. And then there's the also end. two wolf quads, which are the ones that are carrying those flamers. So those are four wound models. Uh, yeah. They're four up save, no invulnerable save. Don't worry about it. You don't. You don't need saves. <laughs> Not about um, the save. Yeah. You just keep. You, so what you do is you just keep regrowing quad bikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like so you've taken two casualties on that squad. I guess I'll get D three quad bikes back. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And I'll do that again over there. And it breaks sequencing on abilities super hard because it your does. two wound models or four wound models with a six of feel no pain. You can choose the order of incoming damage depending on the model. So like. All right, so I'm taking damage three saves. I'll just keep chucking these on the onto the bikes. Cool, a bunch of bikes have died. Or now you're firing damage twos at me. Okay, I guess I'll take these on the quads, and it's yeah. going to take three. It's probably going to take three wounds to kill a quad now. Oh, uh, you've killed three quads. I've had entire squads of crisis suits kill like six quad, six guys. I keep the demo charge of the sergeant, uh, and then the two quads come back at the front of the squad. Excuse me, at the front of the squad, uh, on a massive sixty millimeter base of coherency of additional <laughs> distance, and then drive directly forwards. Yeah. It's like cool. So I'm good. and they're moving fourteen, and they have a nine inch brigade move. They're, they're these amazing. guys are yeah, twelve point twelve point models. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Uh, or fourteen like, point models. Just, they the are bikes are just so good, disgusting. <laughs> they are the best unit. The the Calum, the icon ward is the best um unit in this list the uh jackals are the best unit in this codex yeah maybe calamore i think that's probably looking at it that's the killer thing right that was what people weren't trying before it's this yeah. the, these these great big slabs of bikes as, as eric and yourself has run um it's they're just so they are hard to shift they as you say they give you that allocation their damage output is great and then their fullback shoot charge so they're just harassing and tying up and blocking they take up so much space as well so it's just infinite uses for yeah. them the um the case study game i have for this one i played a guy Round to a LGT um, with an Imperial Knights Flavored Lance. Mm-hmm. He went first in Data Sky Salvage, moved three Armagers out of his deployment zone, and then another model didn't leave his deployment zone <laughs> for the game. <laughs> it's That's just, all you get. <laughs> he had one Armager killed the same quad bike four times, I think. <laughs> charge in, tag you. Oh. All right, you killed, you know, I might as well hit you when you've got threes. I got feel no pains. You got to get through three wounds through to kill it to get past the quad bike. You're not doing that with four attacks that are fours, <laughs> that are fours and threes, mate. Um, so, and then he killed one quad bike. That quad bike would come back, fall back, shoot another Armager, charge the same one again. 
<laughs> you just you feel bad doing it sometimes. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, no, when people, when someone, especially if they like, yeah, you you hit a, a moment sort of turn three or four. It's like, yeah, the bike, you, the bikes have got your number. There's, you're not getting through it. And then, <laughs> like, and then, yeah, and like, someone you've, you've just killed, loses. You have it, now like. killed them. Congratulations, you scored forty five no prisoners <laughs> off my twenty four wound squad. But <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that all these objectives have got yeah. a banner on them. <laughs> Yeah, they're ridiculous. Uh, and I've scored one, Bruce one four I have, times. By the way. So obviously, you say the Icon Ward, and as I agree, you know, he's 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 really really useful, and, and bringing models back is massively powerful. How how do you make sure he's in the right spot? How do you how do you sort of so he comes out of whatever blip is the most aggressively positioned for you. So the the blips are just very powerful. You get to decide yeah. where your buffs are after the fact. Um, so if you go first, the the bikes pre-game move forward. The Icon War takes the most aggressive blip, advances turn one, stands mm. behind a ruin with them. If you go yeah, second, you make, you pre-game move all the bikes backwards into your deployment zone a little bit, drop the Icon War to each other than six of all of them. So if they take any chip damage, you're just getting distance on your opponent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you dis- and then almost like I've had you have opponents that will just not shoot chip damage at you because it's not worth the six wounds of no prisoners they'll gain to yeah, exactly. give you four, five, six inches of movement on a squad of bikes, especially if you're not playing WC pack where you can chain coherency. So in WC, if you regain models, they all have to be placed in coherency with the squad as it was at the start of that phase. Outside of that, you can sort of place the first model in coherency, then the second one rechecks coherency, and the third one. So you can do like, if you have your squad like this, you can have bike, bike come out of the front and then quad even higher up, whereas in WC you'd be restricted to just like the first tier. Um, so in UKTC on like LGT boards, you can get a lot of distance if you roll a three on that D3 if your opponent's done too much damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can almost, dis- people will just, you know, they'll not shoot chip damage at you because it's not worth yeah. it. Um, yeah. Makes the Which is, worth. you know, f- fine. <laughs> well, yeah, it's GC the cult, you don't, chip damage hurts. So, you know, if you, yeah, if you exactly. can avoid that, every, it's great. Every damage hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, any, anything hurts. <laughs> no no anything. fear in life like somebody that actually brings intercessors. It's like, yeah. terrifying, <laughs> yeah. man. I can't kill them, but I can't kill them fast <laughs> enough for the points. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, and then there's also sorry, there's one squad of chain stealers in those with the pre-game move. Just yeah, the old, the old they came from below pure strength, yeah. who are amazing, right? Just endlessly yeah. irritating for the so opponent. So the iteration of this list that Eric has moved to cuts almost all of the melee and just goes all in on the shooting. So I believe he's currently running 120 neophytes, 30 bikes. Wow. Um, wow. I did wonder how long it would be before we saw neophytes go up into the 80s, 100s, 120s. Yeah. So yeah. I think the version of the list runs like three squads with seismic cannons, two squads with flamers or something like that, and yeah. one squad just I, I like flamers. I often run um, Yeah, no, the flamers yeah. are really good. They're just five points. Um, yeah, it's, it's the cost. Up. It's the cost, yeah. Um, and you have to take 20-man squads because you get access to that four special weapon because uh, yeah. you get two at 19, four at 20. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Eric's been playing that. It's definitely very powerful. It's... I, I don't think I could bring myself to play it at the moment. Um, no, I don't think I could either. considering moving up to like 80, because I think there's a lot of play. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk about some Neophyte tactics in a minute as well. I think there's a lot of play in having like one squad with mining lasers that sit at the back of the board with the icon ward. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then three squads of 20 to drop in, because scoring ambush on turn three can usually be quite difficult. And having a third mm. squad of 20. Uh, cutting the trucks, I think, is fine. The trucks are... They allow your opponent to have good targets for their high damage weaponry, which this yeah. doesn't really have otherwise. So there's definitely mm-hmm. merit in just skipping them all together. That frees That's up 330 points. So you get in, uh, you cut the one the squad of acolytes with hand flamers. You cut another squad of five acolytes, add in two more twenty bricks and another character or two like the clam of us to open up secondaries wow. a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you definitely there's a lot of play in the list still. I don't think it's solved by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric's been trying out the reductus Rapporteur with lying in wait. 
Um, yeah, I do like the way to pop some pop some mortal wounds on people. Uh, yeah. The Clamavus gives you action and shoot, so you can you can drop in, say to a unit of um, twenty guys, you can action and still shoot. They action for your R and D in that back corner, and then still shoot, and then he can yeah. take the the pistol that gives him the crossfire keyword. So he's another way to try and trigger um, some some uh, crossfire tokens. So there's there's still a lot of play in it. Um, oh, Eric played that at a team tournament and dumpstered everybody he played it's horrifying <laughs> to look at on the board because it's just like so i had nothing on the board and then turn to every corner of the board is filled you can't run mm. um so one thing that i think people think when they see where they hear gse with a lot of stuff so this just doesn't run fallback and shoot other than the bikes yeah um i'm gonna try really hard to explain this it might not sound great with that visuals but i'm gonna do my best <laughs> So when you set up a squad of neophytes, you have a couple of choices to make. One is how close do you need to be? Because obviously the shotguns are 12-inch range. You get ignore cover if you're than 12. You need to be setting up crossfire lines, all these kinds of things. Line of sight is obviously very important. But they are, at the end of the day, guardsmen. And if they get tagged, they are generally not going anywhere um, because they're guardsmen. But there's a really cool thing you can do in this game called coherency. Um... And then there's this really cool guy called the Acolyte Icon Ward that gives you D6 <laughs> models back every phase. Yeah. Or every command phase. So what you can do when you set up squads of Gene Circle Neophytes is you remember like peak 8th edition Congo lining? <laughs> yeah. You basically, you still do that. You just do a little cluster at either end of like all of your heavy weapons set up in the perfect position to all be within 12 of your target or to all be maximum <laughs> distance or whatever, right? And yeah. then you get charged. And then, you know, you take, like, 14 casualties and you intentionally pull, like, the back... You leave the back of the squad and the front of the squad. So you leave the front of the squad so that the unit that's charged you can't keep going that way. It's got to stay yeah. where it is for consolidation purposes. And the guys at the back have the guns or they're next to the icon board. <laughs> and then, in the morale phase, you take your morale check, you lose a bunch of stuff, right? Because you're freaking a morale check. Who cares? But morale checks happen before coherency checks. So the models that die, you pull from the bulb that's in combat, yeah. and then they also automatically die to coherency checks. So then, the other end of the squad is now all the way over there, next to the icon Free. board, gets D6 yeah. models back, and isn't in combat anymore, <laughs> completely ready to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. So that's you either have, dangerous. like, you put your, your mining weapons at the back where they are just free to continue shooting next turn, or if you needed them to be forward, they're the first models you bring back with the D6 models back. Um, or you can give them the you can give them the call icon as well where they get two D6 models back, but it still caps at six. Yeah. Um, but then that's also 20 points. So you usually just, yeah, like, if I, roll a, if, I roll a, if I roll a one, two, three, sure, I don't get all the mining weapons back, or you split them two and two so that it's less, you know, there's there's ways around it. The, the cool thing, I think, if you run the Mining Laser Squad is they can just kind of sit at the back of the board. They, they push forward a little bit because they're still only 24 charge weapons, but they can be like the four guys poking out of the wall. Yes. So if they don't kill all 20, you're getting your mining weapons back. Yeah. But yeah. it just keeps happening, it keeps happening. And on boards like LGTs, where there's um, usually one objective that you can hold from, you can't hold from in a wall, but it is behind a wall, mm. um, because the icon board regeneration happens at the command phase before you score, because you score... a command points for primary at the end of the command phase they come back in the command phase then you score so you can get back on the objective even if you've taken casualties and it's very difficult to one shot a squad of 20 uh 20 neophytes like most of them, like yeah. even tag crisis squads are not really, super really viable to like it's one. just unless they're sinking a bunch of cp into it and who, who cares it's 200 points squad of guys <laughs> um so yeah there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of play you can do in that um i think you could probably 
if you still want to keep the combat, like you want to keep the pregame of Gene Sears off of that, Eric's list has gone completely away from that. Eric is probably in the conversation for top three best players in the world. So I look like I don't trust his judgment. Like, yeah. I don't matter all, man. I know I just <laughs> no, don't play what he's playing. Play what you can make work that he's playing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, figure yeah. out the rest from there. Because yeah, Eric exactly. will do things that you Eric does things I don't understand with this list still, and I would consider myself to be closer to his level than most. Um, <laughs> yeah, Eric's a madman. Um, he also has a very particular play style, and he has probably got the fastest fingers in 40k, so he that must doesn't clock out this. either. Yeah, uh, He's yeah, also like 20 useful. years old. Like, come on, oh, man. Wow. Your, back, your back is not going to do that for you. Like, no. no I, I speak it to everybody. All of Eugene Sokol players out there. Your back isn't <laughs> it's, as good as It's a young Eric's. man's game. <laughs> it is. So stick to your truck. Stick to your gene stealers. Have the, have the easy mode option once in a while. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd hate to leave home with them without some combat. As you say, they're kind of, they, they, they always feel like a combat army to me, but as you say, they're, yeah. they're so, my, when, I, when I don't put a patriarch in my gene Sokol list, I just feel oh, like, why, what am so I doing? Sad. Why am I playing? It's I'm so playing, sad. If, like, it does a little bit feel like you're playing guard with a funny hat on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, I think that is a shame. Um, that yeah, was always definitely. my complaint about like the Achilles Ridge Runners list that we had at the end of 8th mm. edition, was that I didn't just want to play guard in a silly hat. Uh, yeah, and this list sure. is definitely kind of, it feels like a silence list more than it feels like a Gene Circle list. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it totally um, does. <laughs> but I'm kind of, I don't know if I've become jaded in my years, but I am, I've moved past such petty concerns <laughs> whether my Gene Circle list is fluffy in the interest yeah. of sheer dank hey, Halo game. In, in, in this edition, in this measure, it's whatever it takes, right? Exactly. Uh, the, the hive mind's not yeah, so that's why that's why I took it to LGT was because I thought it was very I thought it was comparatively well positioned in the meta it has the tools to take on Tyranids uh, yeah. so I took it to Battle of Britain it has the tools to take on Tyranids which I thought were going to be very popular it can play Tau because it's you know it's playing the same thing they are where it's not you can't interact with it on turn one you can't interact mm. with it on turn two it's very strong with the planes unfortunately I did find that for me at least it had a problem with Necrons uh, yeah. And I did lose a game to Tau as well. Um, so I lost two yeah. games to Necrons and one game to Tau across the seven games I played for the Invitational the main event. Um, but then I took it to Battle of Britain the weekend after and I 19-1 Necrons. And it's just, it's got one of those things. If it was play, if you're playing in a, in a differential point tournament especially, none of my losses were more than like a 12-8, 13-7 in WC scale. Yeah, so it's just a good um, team. You're having close games if yeah, you're Yeah, no, I, I, f- I found that even even when the meta was much worse, I, I ran them yeah. when, we, when we came second at one of the team's tournaments. And, and yeah, they, they were they second. They're great. Well, yeah, Broodswarm. Broodswarm's fantastic. I was going to ask you about secondary game, actually. So, yeah, so, I mean, Broodswarm's amazing. They're really good at R&D. What, what other staples do you like when so, you're yeah, when um, you're for, for context, for anybody who does, who's not fully aware of it, Broodswarm was buffed in Nephilim. So it's yeah. now, for each of the three sections of the board, so your deployment zone, no man's land, and your force deployment zone, you get one point if you have more models. Then you also get one point if you have more models on the board. I don't know if you've noticed the theme of all these Unicolors, but they're usually starting at like 80 models and going yeah, up from there. a ton of guys, yeah. Um, and then finally, if you manage to complete all four of those conditions, you get a bonus point. The, the general play pattern I found for teams you win is you score three points turn one because you have more models on the board in neutral and in your deployment zone. Yeah. Turn two, you usually score five because you put two 20s in their deployment zone and yep. kill stuff as well, which is normal. Yep. Um, so you reduce <laughs> theirs as well. And then yep. turn three, you'll either score five or three, depending on how your neophytes are doing in the deployment zone. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you get like, even if you only scored your deployment zone, your deployment zone from there, that's still 15 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you enter the gene circle dying phase, it's not too big a deal. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a phase. It happens. <laughs> you can definitely so you can usually max it by turn three or turn by like turn yeah. four. R and D is nice almost guaranteed for twelve because you're playing yeah. users of the gods. You deep strike six away if you need to score points. Yeah. Um, but I prefer banners usually. Um, okay. Because the list okay. so much forward pressure, and you could score fifteen points on banners. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I 
my brain is broken by differential scoring. I must score 100 points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, I never took scramblers when scramblers would think is 10. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, though. And I think, yeah, I think the ceiling the ceiling on banners is, is, a, is yeah. a real insane. Also, banners plays like an endgame secondary sometimes. If yes. you can, yeah. you can raise like one on your home objective turn one, you score one, one, one on that for turn one, for turn two, three, four. And then you push on turn four, you raise two banners in the midfield. Or three batters in the midfield, four batters in the midfield, and then it's suddenly four four for that. So you yeah. you score eleven points off of doing basically nothing except win the game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of I've, I've been calling it new the last. Uh, <laughs> it, it basically it basically can be a secondary where you just say if I win the game I'm going to score 14, 13, 14, 15 points on this. And sometimes you'll play games where you'll play Terranids and sure you're gonna, you're not going to score banners turn one because they're gonna you're going to score like one banner in your home and then they're going to run gargoyles yeah. and turn to warriors and everything and they're going to just play interference with you. And then turn four and five, you go, you know, like you raise two banner, you raise six banners. You can definitely have the six banner win condition where turn four, you turn four, you raise five banners and you go one, 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 six, six. And I you break your opponent's heart when you score 12 <laughs> points on banners on turn five. And uh, I, th- I think it should honestly just be like a secret win condition. If you've ever raised six banners, you just win the game. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody should be allowed to come back from that hidden achievement. Yeah, nice. and then the last one will almost always be a kill secondary if your yeah. opponent um, gives one up or ambush if they don't. Um, ambush being the gene circle specific one for killing things with crossfire markers with exposed. Yeah, so I've I found that one that one occasionally tricky, but it's it, you, you score fine. It's it. usually well, like, you if you're not killing at least one thing with an ambush marker on it every turn, yeah, you're probably I mean, doing like, something wrong. So very that's, wrong. That's right? five points. Your drop <laughs> yeah. turn is functionally guaranteed for four points yeah, because you, you should, usually get if four. you don't get a you could kill with a unit from reserve as gene circle i don't know why you're playing this army mm-hmm. so that's already pushing you up to eight and i'd take like assassinate's not going to be a 10 all that often unless you're getting no. very lucky so like and then if you can do if you get a turn one kill with the gene stealers and you go first that's three points there if you can um set up an exposed play on any other turn that's another two yeah. four points yeah. so it, well it very quickly way. gets into the like you're scoring a comfortable 12 on it if you can yeah. play the game and it's one of those nice ones where you're doing stuff you just need yeah, to be exactly. doing it's, you it's stuff points, you're so. going to do anyway it, yeah. it breaks your heart when you miss a kill by like one wound and have yeah. to charge it <laughs> yeah. um it really does but yeah, but you had the Whatever, exposed man. lined up. You're like, ah, not quite. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I had that at Battle of Britain. I missed, I missed the exposed kill three turns in a row. Ugh. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> I tried really hard, man. Yeah. So <laughs> like that one, that that one intercessor command rerolls his save and you're like, fuck, that's three, yeah, four yeah. VP, literally gone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's just another one of those pain points for Chinsu to call where if you miss that exposed kill, it can definitely go downhill. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we you've talked a little bit about what a sort of bad and good matchups already, as you say. Necrons obviously can be a problem. I think think yeah, things that have the ability to just leaf blow you off can be a problem. But it sounds like, as you say, there's it's a meta where there's plenty of stuff out there that they do like and that they yeah, they have game into. Um, and they've got tricks and tools for everything, you know, which is yeah. a nice position to be in. The list, the list I've lost to with it, I've lost to Tau, Custodes, and um, Necrons, which are all yeah. any army with a high save, like a three up, four up save, uh, three up save, four up invulnerable save, or two up armor save. Um, yeah. are just inherently going to be a little Tricky. harder because there's always that capacity that they just don't roll ones. Yeah. Um, they're they're not like you know they're not unwinnable matchups by any means. They're they're all no. I've beaten all of those as well. Uh, mm. Custos accepted because I've only played them once. Um, you definitely have that that vulnerability to sometimes you just bounce against the Custos. I also played way too aggressively, so I'm yeah. factoring a little bit up to I had not played enough games with the list yet. Mm. Um, Votan, uh, for what it's worth, I think actually looked like a pretty good matchup. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's interested, they that is interesting. Are a very so Votan's core thing is they kill you stone dead. Yeah, but 
everything kills so you still are called stone yeah. dead. So like, <laughs> do I care? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, sure. Your, your beam land fortress really kills those 20 dudes. But you know what else killed those 20 dudes? They're 20 dudes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they have a lot of mobility, which Votan, could, which Votan can struggle with. Uh, yes. And you can definitely steer to tear down the primary. And Votan don't have great secondaries either. No. Uh, and they don't and have a ton on the board insane. to dictate where you come down yeah, and where exactly. you hit them. Right? So I've, I've played a couple of games into Votan so far. They have generally, the, the first one I played was hilarious. I played like a six Sagittar build with um, Berserkers and stuff like that. And uh, I had tabled it on turn three. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like this is representative of the game, but I'm going to no. take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, Necrons I, I have always found that are just that little bit where if you don't quite close the door on them they yeah. like they slam it shut in your face that's and that's the nature of them right as you say as yeah. you say if you have that low roll that undercommitment, they punish you because you're back and i always find that with elves as well right with necrons it's like if you get if you fall just short a couple of them come back and then yeah. you're done you know well, you've the, the specific <laughs> list that i put in is like i put in his double katan in the one where i couldn't pregame move and it's like Ouch. okay so i just lost, lost a turn of damage i put on okay that which is vicious. horrifying yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and then i played um double destroyers like two blocks of seven shooting destroyers mm. and it was one of the one of the most miserable experiences i've ever had in 40k <laughs> uh, was killing six of the seven one of them reanimating, another one standing back up with the Technomancer, and three more of them standing back up with the Resorb. So I killed a squad from... I killed a, I killed six of a squad of seven, and they had full shooting capacity again next turn, except for the one Heavy Destroyer. And it's like... Oh. If you'd failed one more five up, that squad's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you had oh, failed, man. like, an average number, because you're... When you're shooting that squad, you're putting, like, 12 damage, three shots on it at AP2, which puts them down to their end ball, uh, mm. and flat kills destroyers. So if you can put, like, a couple chip damage on them with the shotguns, so it kills the heavy destroyer straight as well, you're going to put... You, you're hitting on three rolling ones with six auto wounds. You're going to have... You average, like, 10 wounds to them. The average fail save is, like, 6.7 just to the seismic cannons, and then you mm. have 32 shotgun shots to make them take three up saves. It's like, you kill that squad, like, 80% of the time, and I've missed it three <laughs> times now. <laughs> uh, like three out of four times i've missed it now it's like yeah, heartbreak every it's time maddening yeah yeah. Um, that's the thing you know you, you only get to pull these moves uh a few times yeah exactly you're playing cheat yeah. circles turn three yeah. is the dying it's, it's gotta work like, it's, it's gotta, gotta work <laughs> it's my favorite bit every game is taking photos when everything's popped up it's like we've got to get these shots now because one way or another there's not gonna be anything here right like one way, it doesn't matter doesn't matter how it goes but there's not gonna be anything like as many models in a minute the, the last thing i'll say for people um I, I've just spent a lot of time seeing the army is quite complicated. It's not as complicated once you've played a couple of games with it. It yeah. definitely you get into patterns with it. Things play the same way a lot of the time. You will yeah. commit your damage in the same ways. You'll com- you'll make the same play patterns. Building yeah. those heuristics in your head takes a couple of games, but once yes. you've got them, the list becomes. It's like fitting jigsaw jigsaw puzzle pieces together. Yeah, yeah, you might not have the full jigsaw yet, but you've got it. But you can start to see the picture of it. Uh, and then all you've got to do is you've got to fiddle around with the edges a little bit once yeah. you're in getting into those complicated situations. Um, if you sink, if you if you've got the capacity to sink ten games into this before your next event, I don't think this is something you shouldn't play if you can. Yeah. Um, you can definitely make it work. There were yeah. more GSC LGT than I expected. I think there ended up being like five or six versions of this yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the mainly lists are, aren't terrible. Like there are definitely no, there's definitely no, still exactly. play them. But I know I've just spent a lot of time saying that this is why you should play the shooting build uh, because it's what's proven to be working at the moment but yeah. we're going into a new meta um, we've just seen nerfed a bunch of stuff you could probably you could maybe get away with running more combat now 
Um, yeah. the, the sort of twisted helix, pure strain, heavy lists are, are still very fun and very punchy. It's just it's just whether yeah, they have. I think that's have just it, that's, a, into that's a list that's like a a sixty percent a sixty percent list that is what you're aiming for. Yeah. Whereas this list is pushing for wins uh, at yeah. tournaments. That's kind of where I'm. Yeah, and I think I think that's what to me is is really drawing me at the minute is that it feels like yeah, as you say, it's it. I think these these lists that are currently out have have to an extent simplified it because again they've lent into a sort of clumps clusters of several very reliable units that do a very reliable job in a particular way slightly simplifying how much of the big range of jank that you can take for the sake of making that plan work and what's cool is that it yeah there's a game into a whole bunch of different things you know and it, yeah. it's, it's just figuring that out and working your way through it it doesn't feel like there are matchups where you're not in it um, yeah exactly the, the core concept that's, of that's exciting i have a bunch of obstacles that can come in away from you and charge you like sometimes you drop those neophytes in and just roll roll eights which become sevens because you have the icon more plus one to charge you yeah. have this quote that comes in three away that just goes if you don't fully bubble this objective i'm going to steal it off you you have a yeah. good the core concept of i have good secondaries because brute storm is great i have secondary a good great. i have a good shadow operation secondary and i will take a kill secondary that will get me 10 points um, and then I'm going to murder your primary and all my stuff is obsec. You've got advanced and charge acolytes out of trucks that have ridiculous threat range. If you can give your opponent a zero turn one, it forces them to become the aggressor on you. People don't want to push at you because that opens up their backfield. People don't want to sit in their backfield because that gives you points. That creates that, <laughs> that, creates that imbalance which you so-called player yeah. can exploit. And good players yeah. will not give you those opportunities as much, but you no. can't not give teams so opportunities because they come in so damn close to you. Yeah. Um, so the core concept is just there. You can take yeah. that as a baseline, and probably with this list, you will win as much as a Helix list is, but while not having perfected that. Um, yeah. And then once you perfect get, getting your damage output right, you can make this list sick. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah. I lost 75% nice. of the games I lost with this list was an LGT weekend, and I was drunk for half of those now. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't even chalk it up all of those to being, to being uh, on the list. Other than yeah. that, this list has been. Like I, I think I'm still rocking like an 80 odd percent win rate with this list. Yeah. It's, it's super exciting, super good, and it's um, nice. It's, it's so it's funny. Fun. It's really the, fun. Yeah, and that's it. I've enjoyed the games with it a lot. Like it's been yeah. really fun to play. And I want to one one more one more thing because because I, yeah, I know yeah. you said 55 minutes. No, hey, no, that, that was I, I know, I know. If you want to keep going, we uh, keep going. <laughs> I'm just like I keep saying one more thing. Um, <laughs> what the hell have I been doing for the last like? eight years of playing 4K competitively that I've been running melee lists. This shooting shit is so much fucking easier. I know. I just show up ludicrous. and I point guns at it and it's dead now. I don't it have feels to wrong when I do it, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I've been doing with myself for years. I had I had one GT with Light Harlequin. I was like, what the fuck is this? He just, he just, he, he just, he didn't even get to me and I just shot him all away. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah it's bizarre. I spent it? years being like, right, how do I make this, like, I was like, how do I make this Jack Bailey list work? How do I, yeah. my, all my lists are terrible. How do I now. reach right, him? How do I'll I get reach, in there? I'll reach into the Jack tank <laughs> and I'll pull yeah. out, like, I'm like in the Drakari man, I was like, all right, so I'm going to play Bellacor and Death Guard Detemptors. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm working so hard right now for garbage. <laughs> and I was like, what if I just, don't have to roll charges because I I noticed I had noticed for me personally a lot of the games I'm losing in events now are because I failed short charges. Yeah, um, which is generally a good sign that you're playing well. Yeah, but yeah, also a sign sure. that you know your your play style had the the thing you're trying to play has flaws. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, when when your when your event win comes down to whether you make a six inch charge or not, like. Yeah, man, you set yourself up really good to be in the position to hit that like eighty-three yeah. percent chance, yeah. but you're gonna yeah. miss that. And I'm like, what Sometimes if I just stopped happen. doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So this, no, this shooting sure. stuff, I, I don't know why I don't, I don't know why everybody doesn't do this. Uh, <laughs> and I've noticed the tower quite good right now. So yeah, has anybody's got like dirt and crossers and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's funny as well because there's different types of players, right? I always think there's like there's players for whom combat is combat has always been the way, and then there's there's some that just always love shooting. And yeah, with GSC, it's it's that evolution because yeah, I was definitely drawn to the army because of the combat, but as you say, these lists can squeeze so much yeah, out the of weird thing is, the weapons. Once you've got, like, I've got those mechanics, but I know how to play combat now. I just do that with the shooting army as well. Yeah, I yeah. just don't expect you, to do any damage with it now. Yeah, that's it. Like, you just well, I know how to get, I'm going to just go and, like, if people are like, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to wrap you in your fights, I'm like, cool, buddy, I'm wrapping you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not getting out of here either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, nah. cool, so I've wrapped your bikes. I'm like, yep, cool, my bikes have wrapped you. <laughs> I'll stay here. Fine. Yeah, we can do this all day. <laughs> That's great. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. No. Like likewise. And I think, as I say, it take, takes time and takes takes some takes the reps. And this is something I'm, I'm really. Yeah. My goal this year is definitely to to get a place to run them for several events and try and get on the on the sort of the rankings for them. And and I'm working towards that now. And as you say, it's it's not that it's it's not that it's um super super difficult. It's just one that rewards that that preparation and that thinking through and as you say knowing what damage is what but yeah it's an exciting time i think i think we're going to see more and more iterations on 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 the eric list popping up and so hopefully the future is is bright for the cult <laughs> yeah absolutely i think i've convinced a couple of people to take it to uh coventry uh oh, i think eric, eric harger is going to be taking it or a variant oh, nice. of it so uh I'm yeah, yeah. and i am not committed to what i'm taking to coventry yet either uh, oh. I am playing Kraken this weekend. <laughs> Visitation is not till Sunday, um, uh, okay. so there is see how you feel. There is see definitely a very real chance I still take in Circle. Um, well, I'll be I'll I don't be know you either way. <laughs> if my ego can handle having another weekend like LGT, though, so that's kind of why I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I had a real it? rough Saturday night. It was it, not I, fun to be around. It's a chance to a uh, chance to vanquish those demons, though, right? That's appealing. It's a chance to vanquish <laughs> the demons or to summon the maternal, <laughs> or to, yeah, or to embed them into you forever. But. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, do I really want to be a broken man on Sunday when I'm traveling home, or would I like to have a shred of dignity left? At least if I lose a turn, I can see I was trying something new. If yeah, I go back yeah, with these circles, sure. I, I knew what I was getting into. That's true. That's true. Well, I'll be interested to see what you end up what you end up doing either way. And um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll hopefully get them out to some some events soon as well. So yeah, no, really exciting. And, and thanks thanks for running us through. I, I learned a lot there, and you know, I've, I've been playing the army a lot recently, and there's there's a lot of really interesting things there about the way you say. It. And it's interesting to hear about the directions that Eric is thinking of taking it as well um so yeah more bikes more neophytes more guns let's uh let's have adam and uh, yeah what if we just took out all the combat (laughs) (laughs) um innis it's been an absolute pleasure man really really fun to talk to you and um hopefully we'll we'll have you on again soon uh to to ruminate i'm just glad i could come on to talk about an army with a six up feel no pain on this show yes yes. that was the uh dream we had (laughs) the the actual six plus plus oh beautiful yeah the 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 actual you missed missed the plus dude oh i missed the plus oh (laughs) So I'll change it to that war convoy show. That'll do. Uh, that'll be that'll be the name. Um, fantastic. All right, right. Well, we will sign off there. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody.